0: On today's episode of the Outfielder Podcast, the great Sam Bino and I are back, and we are discussing what Major League Baseball would look like if you were to put relegation into place like in English soccer. We are discussing whether we think the 2020 season is going to happen. Is baseball going to happen at all? Do you know? Because we really don't. But we're going to discuss it today. Lots to talk about. Lots to get into. We also want to remind everyone that today's episode is sponsored by Audible. Now, Audible... Has been our sponsor for almost a year now, and I have used Audible just about every single day since they became our sponsor. I love it. We want to encourage you guys to head over and check it out. You can get a free trial, it's an audio book right out of the gate. It's free, just sign up, go to audibletrial.com forward slash SLM. Just enter that code. You get your free book. Get started. Listen to it. It's a great way to keep caught up on books. I'm killing like three books a month, guys. It's super easy. It's worth doing. It's easy. It's fun. And you will be amazed at how many books you're going to get through. It's addicting. You're going to love it. You're going to love it as much as listening to this show. AudibleTrial.com forward slash SLM. Head over there and get started now. what's up everybody and welcome back to the outfielder podcast episode 112 brought to you by sensibly loud media i am your host j mack aka founder numero uno ben baseball's out of the office this evening but i am joined by my co-host who is in the on-deck circle let's see what's going on with him ladies and gentlemen now batting cleanup for the outfielder podcast number three the great Sam Bino. Good evening, Sam. Howdy. We we talk again.
1: (laughs) I like the way you put that. For some reason, that made me laugh. We talk again. We do.
0: (laughs) That's all there is to say these days. No, uh, Snow Runner the other day for game night. That was a lot of fun. And we're back here doing the show. It feels like we hadn't uh, gotten too far from where we left off last time.
1: No, and I've got to say it was kind of nice to talk about something that wasn't baseball and really get into it just as deep as I do with baseball.
0: Yes, indeed, because there is no baseball that is happening anytime soon other than like KBO baseball.
1: It's true, and I have I have very few hobbies, but I'm intently and deeply interested in those, they are as follows: cooking, baseball, cars, and video games. Yes. Um, I know a lot about all those things, and Snowrunner encompasses two of those things. So I'm like super nerd about that.
0: It's pretty good. I've I'm like officially all hooked into it. You know, been playing for a couple of weeks, so I kind of know what's going on now. I'm actually accomplishing things now without just absolutely wrecking the hell out of everything, like turning over trailers and you know all of that. You know, all the shit that comes along with it. And if you watch the the stream, which is out there on YouTube and everything, still. Uh, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It, you know, it's a maddeningly frustrating game, but it was great to do for game night.
1: Once you get your momentum going, it's really, it's really quite a different game.
0: It really is. I get. I've got to figure out. I'm working on figuring this out, but I've got to figure out how we get my PlayStation hooked up so we can do like MLB the Show kind of thing as well. Yeah,
1: for sure. There's so, got to be a way.
0: Oh, there is. I'll get it worked out over the weekend. It's only like Monday night, so you know. Uh, that buys me some time, I think.
1: Yeah, for sure. Long day. Doesn't feel like Monday. It feels like Thursday. Oh, it, um, it it's definitely not. I know.
0: I wish we could all take days off like Ben Baseball. No, I'm just kidding. Ben Baseball has terrible internet, so he's not here, unfortunately. Did he
1: look in the hole for internet?
0: I, dude, well, he doesn't live there anymore. They bought a house. They don't live in that shack thing anymore. I just thought
1: for sure he would buy a house with holes.
0: So. Well, well, no, he's going to dig them, I think. <laughs> I, I I would like to know that, though. He moved in like... I think it was something like February. It was like right when this whole thing started, the whole quarantine thing started. And so I'd be interested to know if he's dug any holes since he's moved in.
1: I too would be interested. Yes. Surely they're fast.
0: These are the things that we ponder when baseball's not happening. It's a It's a torturous life.
1: And when I just sit in the same room all day, every same. day. Yeah,
0: I know. I've started like going down weird rabbit holes. Like you were sending me truck videos earlier. And like I've, I've been kind of going into like weird informational rabbit holes and things that, you know, I maybe haven't had as much time to, to, you know, learn about or whatever. And, and just taking the time to really, I don't know. I don't know. Just spend that time enriching myself, I guess.
1: That's exactly what I was going to say. You're enriching your life and there's nothing wrong with that. When you've got the time and there's nothing else to do. I mean, it's not like you're ignoring, other responsibilities or other obligations. You're just like, well, uh, okay, here we go. Right. it's Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, I, I
0: wouldn't say always not ignoring this responsibilities, but most of the time, you know. Yeah. We keep it within reason.
1: You know, Real 55, 65, 55, 45 kind of guy.
0: Exactly. Like, there's definitely room for, for wiggle here. There's got to be room for interpretation. Um, you know, and when you start blurring the lines of, like, working at home, versus just being at home all the time. It just those lines do start to blur a little bit in different ways.
1: Yeah, totally. So it's been it, interesting.
0: It plays right into my whole like, I don't like to deal with people thing. So there's that. <laughs> it's a good thing I yeah. host a podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I st- I was talking to my wife about this the other day. I actually feel like I kind of miss people and I miss like just kind of being around like a a just an environment where I don't know. Just people are kind of around having fun, not so concerned. And you know what would be perfect to be doing right now is going to a
1: baseball game. Can't yeah, indoors too. Indoors can't do it. Yeah, I feel you. I too like I don't hate people. I just like don't need them. Correct. That's that's what it yeah, is. It's indifference, like gross indifference. Yeah, and I feel the same way. It's like I wish I could go do a thing, but for but. sure. Yeah, it's it's not necessarily the people
0: that really bother me overall. I just I, I think that's a good way to describe it is just sheer indifference. I could just do without kind of thing, but you know totally. it's all it's all good. And like I still feel like connected to like you guys and stuff. I talk to you all the time. Like I talk to Ben all the time. You know, uh, we're doing fine here.
1: It's, it's all I would good. just rather be enriching my life with truck lore
0: yeah or baseball once again i keep bringing us back to the baseball part of it yeah sure it is tough you know i mean it doesn't sound like a deal is going to get done it seems like both sides are incredibly far apart to me
1: no i think we're not going to see baseball this year
0: like i don't so i guess the owners have been backing down off the high horse of wanting only like they i guess the whole thing has been that they haven't wanted to shorten the season which i get because it's revenue that you're trying to replace, through television and all that stuff, right? On the other side of that, though, like, at some point, we're, like, in into June here. Like, right. <laughs> it can't just keep being kicked down the road forever. And so it seems and like... it the,
1: can't be a winter sport. It can't be a winter sport. It
0: can't not be. And, like, it's already strange enough in, like, the early parts of spring, or the late parts of spring, I guess, in the early like parts of, or the later parts of fall when it gets really cold too, like that. those are already elements that they do deal with, but it's just not one of those sports that can really be played in the cold effectively.
1: Totally agree. And it just gets in the way of all the other sports too. Like everyone's got their space, their little cubby hole time wise, and um, we need to stick to that for sure. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely a shame, but
0: it, it seems like the owners are really starting to kind of go back on that a little bit and starting to maybe negotiate but I mean for the players to think well so like I, I think at this point we're not getting started by July 4th no matter what happens we're we're no, well that's past
1: three that. weeks away
0: right we're well past that right so like if you want to start by mid July like they've got to get going now and they're not anywhere close to anything and it sounds like they're starting to kind of maybe bridge that gap a little bit but like a shortened season is going to happen if a season's going to happen
1: yeah, totally. I mean, there's no way that they can play even 100 games at this point in a in reasonable, like, in calendar year, right? Correct. Let me ask you this. So,
0: obviously, the owners are concerned about, like, so if you have more games, that's more chances at revenue, right? If you were to shorten the season down to 50 or 60 games, don't you think that if you were able to properly market that the right way that you could actually replace some of that rev- revenue with p- peeling eyeballs off of things and more towards your sport?
1: Some of it, yeah, but there's no. They're not going to get all of it, and I think they're. (laughs) You're not going to get all of it, no matter what happens here. No, but again, these owners think that they can't lose. Like they're not allowed to take a loss on these teams. Yeah, Um, that's just not. That's not how businesses work. Correct,
0: and it's one of those things where they don't seem to want to acknowledge that for whatever reason. And I get that you want to. I mean, they are these owners uh, uh, in the league already want to squeeze blood out of every turnip that they possibly can. Right out of the, like before this even started, right?
1: I like that expression.
0: It's great, and it's so fitting here too. But we're already past the point of of really coming to an agreement that's probably going to make everybody happy. I don't, I don't really know. Like th- this is just a really bad thing leading up into negotiations of a collective bargaining agreement.
1: It's not a good look, um, and it's not going well. The owners, everyone's about self interest, right. right? The players are interested in themselves. The owners are interested in themselves. They're all saying it uh, knowing that they're doing, like, the fans and baseball um, a service, but they're not. it's all just about what they want. It's they're, not. <laughs> they're not. like that. There would be compromise if that were the case. For
0: sure. And, again, I, I we've talked about where we kind of stand on this issue, and I just think that there's a big part of this, too, where uh, I, I was kind of thinking about this today. Like, you have this weird thing where, like, the owners feel one way and the players' union feels the other way. And and like typically in those kinds of situations, you have some sort of outside pressure that forces some like something to happen, some side to cave. I don't think that there are enough fans that really give a shit that much to raise that much of a stink to where either side feel pressured at all. And do we think it would be about the fans saying, hey, I want baseball? I think it would help. Sure. If you started sitting out there being like, the NBA can get this done, Major League Soccer can get this done, Major, you know,
1: National Hockey League can get this done, the NFL's going to play, why can't you get this done? So, I have an unpopular, probably unpopular, really just a stupid idea I'm, or I'm, thought. Let's go. And I don't mean to make this political, but if George Bush II were president still during mm-hmm. this time, I bet he would get baseball going.
0: I bet you're right. Because he was an owner.
1: Yeah, I know Part over it, for a while.
0: It, it, my head went to him throwing out the first pitch at the Yankee game right after 9-11.
1: Yeah, I think he would get it done. He would find a way to make that a thing. And he would probably say say it more often than anybody else. Like, hey, can't we just get baseball back already? For sure. I feel like we're kind of at this point
0: that where... me for this.
1: <laughs>
0: what, my response to this?
1: No, what I, what I said.
0: Oh, it's going to be great. I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> I really feel like we're at this point where... I I just don't see how either team or either side is going to have enough pressure for this to really matter. And it's I really think that they're just going to talk themselves into
1: a corner. If you think about it, it's so we've lost April and May. It's early June. Um, Not that much is lost. If we had our head on our shoulders And we had a plan like this could have been. We could be locked and loaded. We could be sending hot dogs and buns to the stadiums right now. Absolutely.
0: And I think that's kind of where the NBA is and all this. Like, they don't really care how it gets done. They just want to play. And there's still some things they need to work out or whatever. But, like, I mean, we haven't even begun that with baseball. And two months of revenue, like, it's a loss. But it's not a devastating loss if you just get both sides to put it in gear and decide what we're going to do and play you know and you know what it sucks this year and maybe the next year but like the longer this goes on the more it upsets the talent pipeline in baseball and you know guys growth and i mean do you think that i mean it's going to work out great for people like chris sale who are going to probably be sitting all year after having tommy john anyway but like other than that like i i I think that there's going to be a drastic decline in play in a lot of ways here
1: yeah i mean how just before we jump into the play part how good a decision was it for all these guys who pulled the trigger on surgeries when they said that the season was postponed. They were just like, it's going to be more than postponed. I bet it's like really, really postponed or canceled. And a lot of guys just said, fuck it. I'm getting TJ surgery. or whatever.
0: No, it was a great call. (laughs) It was an absolutely great call. And no matter what happens, even if they fired up tomorrow to start playing again, it was still the right call because ultimately you're missing less time than you would have regardless.
1: Right. Now the the point you brought up around the like quality of play, I think is is real, right? I and not talked about at all. I don't think anybody cares.
0: I don't understand how that's possible. This is a major <laughs> sport. I don't understand. Uh, oh my God. No one's
1: thinking about that. They just want it back. We're thinking about, okay, well, maybe it'll be back, but what's it gonna be like when it's back for the, the play? It's um it's going to be pretty trash. Like, we had half of a spring training. <laughs> these guys <laughs> these guys are, like, almost probably too rested. Their arm strengths are probably down. Um, hitters aren't seeing the ball mm-hmm. at all. I mean, you can see the ball
0: up to a point, but, I mean, you're not watching different major league pitchers every day. Right. You know, and there's – I mean, you can only simulate so much.
1: Some would say if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. That is a very good thing that people do say. <laughs> that's a that's a midtown quote right there from one of our episodes.
0: Hell yeah, I miss Jimmy Midtown. I know he misses baseball too.
1: Um,
0: yeah, I think that's something that's not being talked about though. And I don't even think about it from that standpoint of like what happens if it starts this year. So I mean, that all very very valid points, and that is hundred percent true. But like, what happens if like we just don't have a season at all. What is next year going to look like in the year after that? Because guys
1: are going to be like decimated with injury. A lot of injury, a lot of out of shape guys, surely Man, a lot of like, like terrible at bats. It's going to be so bad to watch a lot of short outings for pitchers. It's a lot of errors, a
0: lot of errors, dude. <laughs> it's literally one of the worst things that could happen to a sport like baseball.
1: Yeah, it's all about like accumulated skill
0: and, 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 and it's
1: dropped off pretty quick <laughs> if you don't use it.
0: Exactly. And not to like compare that up against what's going on, because obviously there are bigger issues in the world right now. But what I'm saying is from a sports level, no, like every other sport could withstand this better than baseball.
1: Yeah, I think basketball players are going to be fine. Like yeah. their their shots will be off, no doubt. Similar to like hitting the ball at the plate, but not nearly as bad as that. Right. Like they are in control of the shot. Right. Every time.
0: And, and like people bitch about like 162 games for a a season and everything, but like first of all, if you really follow baseball, it's it is a lot of games, but it's not that like it, it goes on for probably too long. Like we've talked about cutting the month of August out many times August and September really but I still think that there's value in the season going on for that long because baseball is full of peaks and valleys and yeah injury is a risk but like that's part of it and so I get that mentality of it but like you can't just take a year off as a professional athlete that's just not really how it works it
1: it's gonna go really poorly, I think.
0: Yeah, I hate it, man. Because, like I said, they're just not. The, the, there's so many issues in baseball as it as it is to get thing like to get to a point where it is just on the same level as like basketball, or I mean, you're not even close to NFL levels. But you know, yeah. the next next one up I guess would be basketball I don't really know where like the NHL falls in there but regardless like in popularity you know you've got you're, you're trying to claw your way to the top you're already fighting a bunch of issues that you didn't really know how to solve for in the first place as a league and now you've got shitty product on the field
1: it's going to make it way worse yeah I mean they should take this year and just solve a bunch of problems but they're not they're not going to do that <sighs> So we're going to
0: talk about that because we have long discussed what it would be like to have relegation in the MLB. And I threw some things together so we can discuss what that would look like. So we're going to talk about that later in the episode.
1: Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, Gosh, it's going to be really bad.
0: Yeah, I know. Like the more you sit there and really critically think about the mechanics of what it's like to play on a day-to-day basis and like... (laughs) Like, people don't, like, discount, like, the fact that, you know, these guys travel thousands of miles every year, too. Like, it's great to get a rest from that, but getting back, like, just taking a year off from that and then just going back to it is going to be very tough on people. And if they were thinking about it the right way, if for whatever reason this season were to be canceled, they should really strongly consider what somewhat of a transition back into baseball would look like. They won't do that,
1: but they they would have to. They should it'd be good if they had some sort of plan now do you think mlb and the mlbpa will take this opportunity to like reset how things look outside of the cba like this is a good opportunity if you're taking a year off like let's let's figure some shit out and mm-hmm. see where we want to be in the future it's a good question i don't really know i'm not really it's sh- the slow period right that's the time where you sort of like retool Mm-hmm. And like, figure out what's going to go on in Q4 or whatever. Like, if I'm thinking on an annual basis, I'm with you.
0: Like, and, and that that seems logical, but that doesn't seem like the way they typically do business.
1: Hmm. They don't. So true.
0: They've every indication that I've ever gotten has led me to believe that they are not the most forward-thinking league in the world.
1: Very backwards-looking. We love our stats and we love our history books.
0: Yeah, and like. I just I love that argument of getting rid of so the whole getting rid of 162 games and narrowing it down to maybe 135 or something like that and just sawing off a little bit and the one of the main reasons that people will battle you on with that with that issue is that it'll mess up the stat books. That's crazy I don't talk. Care. That's crazy
1: talk. Who cares?
0: Put a yellow line on on uh, what's it called?
1: Baseballreference.com dot com and move on. It's not, yeah, it's a non-issue for me. I love the stats. We talk about the stats. I use them in my thought process for baseball, but whatever's going to be best for the sport should be done. And if that means trimming, you know, whatever, 28 games off, let's do it. So if you did
0: that, like statistically in your mind, like how different would it really be? I don't think it would be that different, honestly.
1: We're still playing nine innings a game, right? Correct. Mm Okay. Not that different. And just take a proportion of, like, you know, home runs per game. Like, who's better? I've already done enough math for this show. But (laughs) (laughs) I said I've already done
0: enough math for this episode of the show, so. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. (laughs) No, no, I'm with you. Uh, It's really not, though, is your point. Like, it's proportionately, you know, you're probably going to lose a little bit. But, I mean, ultimately, you're still going to get the same picture of what kind of player they are when you look at the stats.
1: So, I just, I don't buy that argument. And let's let's just think about there's there's going to be three camps of players. There's going to be players that only encompassed 162, and they were great during that time. Yep. There's going to be players that will only encompass whatever 135 or mm-hmm. however many games they trim to, do, and they'll be great by that standard. I think we get into a little bit of trouble when we start judging people by um, era who occupy both eras, like your Bryce Harpers and your your current McCutcheons and stuff like that. It's not Um, that different. It's really. It's not not that different. Like, how good were they on that year versus this year? It's now now if you go to like
0: a hundred from 162 games to 90 games. All right, now we're talking about the significance of statistics here. But like, come on, we're talking about 30 games here.
1: Well, there's some expression. It's like around pornography. You know it when you see it. Like greatness. You know greatness when you see it, and you'll be like, ah, Bryce Harper, still good. Yeah, I mean (laughs) exactly. Same thing with Mike Trout. It's like still fucking good. Right. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, just harp on Trout after we move to these truncated seasons. He's not going to be great anymore. Is that what you're saying? <sighs> oh, it's so.
0: unbelievable, dude.
1: People, yeah, we're not getting into that. It's so uh, last I
0: saw, I think overall, they were proposing, MLB was proposing a 76 game season. And I think the okay. players are thinking more like 50.
1: I'll take anything at this point i think i agree i
0: definitely agree i don't I, I i'm quick to rush to the judgment of it though because it, it just the amount of whining that's going to go on whenever they make a play like that is going to be horrific
1: I just don't don't say you don't want baseball they're already they're like critiquing the details of something that isn't currently in existence right it's a good like, point there is no MLB and you're bitching about Eat less than what is less proposed. Than, <laughs> like, right. You know, that's like infinite <laughs> N more than you're getting right now. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. It's a real
0: uh, cart leading the horse type situation. It really is. It's unbelievable. And it's just
1: like, can we just, there's just, it's just outrage everywhere all the time. Rightfully out. so with some of the shit going on right now. Yep. But like, shut up with your bad takes about truncating the season too much.
0: It's absurd to think that no baseball is better than some baseball.
1: Yeah, that makes no sense.
0: I mean, are we like, uh, that's what I want to know. I want to know, are these owners like I am uh, and we've seen it before. Uh, Like, are they willing to say I am willing to pull the plug on this whole damn thing if I don't get my way? I mean, I'd rather take a full loss of a year than I don't know. That seems crazy to me.
1: Yeah, I think there's probably some amount of games that make it worth their while because there's upstart operational costs like overhead associated with getting everyone all the employees back and getting all the supplies and getting it cleaned, all that crap. I get it, but 50 games is like a third of a season, still pretty good. I bet you're getting it.
0: Uh 100% with you. It's better than the nothing burger that you're going to get to make a point.
1: Yeah. And oh, well, I need eighty-two point five games. To get- <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Statistically, <laughs> why? Why? We're not getting into
0: this, but yeah, no, it's absurd though. It really is, and it feels like just a bunch of whining. It really does. All right. Sad. Well, speaking of a bunch of whining, we did it last week. We've got a great reason to do it this week. Let's do the POS corner. Hmm. This is Paul Rahman from WBAT in Cincinnati. We interrupt this regular scheduled programming to bring you this breaking news bulletin. It appears that people have been called pieces of shit from around the globe. Baseball players in particular seem to be the main target, however no person, concept, or universe is exempt from this cruel but very usual punishment. The perpetrator has been identified as the Great Zambino. Police have confirmed that he is still at large and about to take his piece of shit corner.
1: Ding, ding, ding. Huge piece of shit. Hello, America. Let's talk piece of shit. Singular. Mm. Uh, this should be no surprise to anybody who's listened to us, but Angel Hernandez. Got the bell back. Somehow, without any baseball going on, he's managed to make an ass of himself. This dude is the fucking worst, dude. Like, we were we were about to do the show, and I
0: looked at Sam, and I was like, the POS quarter is a no-brainer, right? And he was like, Yep. <laughs>
1: God, what an asshole. Do you want to run over it? How many times? (laughs) It's just like I'm exhausted by this guy. How many times has he been called out? Like three, at At least three. At least three times. I mean, we've
0: talked about him kind of ad nauseum as far as like just in general hatred towards this guy. But this guy's been in the POS corner like five times.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is probably his third. Third official. I'll break this down for everybody, I suppose. All right. Uh, or should it just like that's just it he's just like the the general know, inaugural inductee of the piece of shit Hall of Fame his bust is going to be the statue out front basically he's in the lead for sure at this point uh, okay so Angel Hernandez in 2019 he was the crew chief of a Red Sox uh, Tampa Bay Rays game it was delayed for 20 minutes um, seemingly because they didn't know how to interpret the rules um, and the MLB <laughs> Isn't that enough? Yes. Isn't that enough? That alone, I think that might have been one of the things that got him in. I'm not sure.
0: When I was reading this, like this one sentence here says, the league was conducting an investigation into why a 2019 game between the Red Sox and the Rays was delayed for nearly 20 minutes over umpire confusion about rules. I was like,
1: what? Isn't it their job to know the rules? If I... Yeah, that's just not going to fly anywhere else. Um, So... Angel Hernandez is a very litigious man. He loves to get his lawyers involved and try and sue the MLB for not promoting him. But at the end of the day, he's just a bad umpire. And he forgot the rules last year during this game. Game delayed for 20 minutes. Um, There was an investigation that the MLB um, executed to sort of figure out what happened and why. So they called up um, Angel. They they did like an – I guess it's like an informal deposition or some kind of interview – as part of the investigation to figure out what went wrong it was just angel and you know they they did the interview and then they're like okay you can go like we don't need you anymore you can hang up he did not hang up he did not hang up the phone he stayed on the phone for his colleague to get on the line and they did they interviewed that guy
0: yeah they gave his deposition so,
1: so effectively angel hernandez was eavesdropping um <laughs> Onto his own investig an investigation on himself. Right. Which is just not okay. Uh, so a couple of things here,
0: first of all. So uh, I'm assuming he did this. Uh, like, I, I don't understand how this actually happened because typically whenever you call. So I guess it was like he called in like a conference call service kind of thing. And then they thought he dropped and then he just didn't. Is that kind of what it sounds like to you?
1: Yeah, it sounds like they didn't confirm that he left. They're like, okay, bye. And then they just like didn't do anything about it. It's not like the zoom call where you can see the participants, or maybe it was and they weren't paying attention. But he stayed on. I mean, it's kind of on them to make sure. See, he should I, be off. So he should definitely be off and he should know better.
0: And I'm not trying to defend Angel Hernandez here by any stretch of the imagination. But like when you're doing an investigation, you gotta be better than that. That doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence in the investigative bureau arm of MLB that we've learned about recently.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) I want to read the statement. from Yes. uh, You better read the
0: letter that Joe Torre wrote.
1: I mean, my God. Okay, so according to MLB legal filings Friday in the lawsuit after the July 24 Rays Red Sox contest, the league under then-chief baseball officer Joe Torre launched an investigation into the confusion and interviewed the umpires involved in the game. Tori then later claimed that Hernandez did not get off the phone when his interview ended and listened to the interview of umpire Ed Hickok. MLB conducted a separate call with Hernandez on August 19 to question him on, his, on the alleged eavesdropping. Awesome. Uh, so it's so bad. Like it's so bad. My favorite part of
0: the whole thing was that Tori wrote in his letter that he'd be stripping Hernandez of his acting crew chief status. In response. Good. Hernandez's lawyer said Angel Hernandez did not eavesdrop. He was invited onto that call. And MLB told Angel that he made that uh made the correct decision. Yeah. No, he didn't. No. They didn't tell him that.
1: There's no way they told him. Oh, good job staying I, on the call there. Like, I So like this is kind of a general pet peeve of mine. I'm glad this
0: is a this is gonna be a great tangent. I can't wait. When have we gotten to the point where we look at a pen, a blue pen and just say That's black or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that's bullshit. Like, he clearly got caught doing this. Like, to sit there and be like, well, he was invited and he was told he made the correct decision. They didn't strip him of his crew chief status for no reason. They don't just hand out penalties like that. Baseball's not great at
1: handing out penalties in the first place. No, and the MLB cites like a number of uh, just a couple of incidents involving him, one of which was a 2018 Yankees Red Sox game in which he missed three calls in the first four innings.
0: Brutal. Absolutely brutal. So you like we've talked so much, like we were even mentioning it last episode. We talked so much about like how we wish we could measure umpires in a better way and yeah. it's really um, nearly impossible to do. But like this dude should not be an umpire because there are so many times where his bias comes into play and it's honestly against my team a lot and that pisses me off to the highest order
1: yeah and for that reason he's a real piece of shit for like the fourth fourth time probably third fourth time third or fourth time that's good yeah well, real piece of work and he'd probably get all litigious and try and sue us but uh fuck him that that would be another one of those instances where like pen is blue not black He'd yeah just be like do we really live in a world where this guy's gonna get on me for calling him out
0: bring it the fuck on is all i can tell you i will i will exploit that for content until i blue in the face <laughs> so uh are you gonna get into mr santana yeah, oh i forgot about that yeah so I, I, so I I did a little bit of background work on this. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. Good. So last week on the show, he actually came up, and I I I haven't listened back to I never listened back to the episode, so I don't specifically remember how. But he came up on one of the last like it may have been the the show before that, but within our last two or three episodes. And so I was I saw on Twitter that a couple of our listeners were talking about. A couple of the people that we had mentioned so we had talked about tory hunter last week and they were talking about irvin santana and he randomly follows me on twitter today and it's definitely him like it's it's his account he's a blue check guy he's a blue check guy and i was absolutely stunned and i have no reason to think that
1: he should be following me in any way but i'm gonna pursue this i'm gonna try to get him on the show I, I would love that. I like Irvin Santana. We would I you know we're pretty big on the Twins recently too. So maybe that caught wind somewhere.
0: Very much so. I think that had a big part to do with it. A long inning guy. He usually went deep into games and struck out a lot of guys. So pretty good.
1: Uh, and he had a three three four five years in Minnesota. And maybe there was some overlap with Hunter. I'm not sure. I, something like that. I I can't remember exactly. But anyway, I was
0: shocked whenever he followed me. So we're going to try to to you know back that up and and maybe leverage that into guy coming on the show. Pretty awesome. Fuck, oh, that'd be awesome. So we uh you know, stay tuned and make a stink about it. Help us uh help us get him on. So something we've been talking about on the show for a long time is what the MLB would look like if we were to structure it differently where teams were relegated every season to the minor leagues.
1: This is this is the part where Ben says something about, like, the mud poodles. Mm-hmm.
0: So, absolutely, yes. Is it the sod <laughs>
1: poodles, I think, actually? Sod poodles. Yeah, you're right.
0: Still, something <laughs> along those lines. Um, and so, like, I really wanted to think about the most logical way to do this. And so we've actually, we, we were joking last week that you could actually make a show off of things that we've talked about doing and and that we said we'll get around to that we haven't. Well, this is one of those scenarios where we've been talking about this for a while and we keep kind of teasing it and everything. And truthfully, I'll kind of give you guys a little bit more background into my thinking on this. I had a couple of of seasons uh, modeled out, but then the Astros cheating scandal broke and it kind of felt like some of that data was a little tainted in a lot of ways and was going to kind of be overshadowed. So I actually went back and... I listed out all the rules so we'll go through what all the rules look like and how it would te- it would be structured. And then I did the I basically did I used 2016's results to look at 20 what 2017 would look like. Okay. So do me a favor, baseball reference, pull up the season for 2016.
1: 2016
0: season. Yes. And just so we have it armed and ready. So I kind of want to explain how the European like there's basically the the soccer league uh, EPL is is structured and kind of like what that all looks like and and bec- it's interesting because it is one of the closest things to major league baseball in terms of how you have somewhat of a farm system and so essentially you have the EPL the English English Premier League so those these are all the big teams that you always hear about your united liverpool you know all those, you know, the big market teams that that we typically hear about whenever we hear about soccer, even if we don't know a ton about it. Um, the way the league is structured is you have in the Premier League, which would be your Major League Baseball in this case, you have twenty teams, and then in the you have a league below that, which would be your baseball equivalent of minor leagues, and they call it the Football League Champions uh, Championship, and that's got twenty four teams in it. And the way that they structure this is that every single year. The bottom three in the the top club in the MLB in this case would move to the the minor league in the in that case, and then With the you. you know teams would move up and vice versa. So they'd be relegated based on their previous performance. Love it. It's an interesting concept, and it's something that's actually pretty easily moldable if you really think about how baseball is structured without changing a whole lot. Now I want to state that. You have to open up your mind a little bit on some of this stuff because it's not perfect. And I did the best that I could to come up with realistic probability scenarios here to really get to, like, what results could actually look like. But you do have to kind of bag some assumptions of what you know about baseball right now. And so keep that in mind. I'll break down a couple of the things to think about. But essentially... I'm going to describe what baseball would look like under this system. Cool? Great. All right. Yeah. So, awesome. uh Currently, we have 30 teams in baseball, right? So I just went on that assumption as well. So we have 30 total teams. Every season, you have 20 teams in the ma- in Major League Baseball, in the MLB. Okay? The bottom 10 teams of those would be in something called the Baseball Champions League or the Minor League or whatever you want to call it. That be like we'll call it the minor league. How about that? Okay. Okay. So, top. So you with me so far? So thirty total teams, twenty in the top, ten in the bottom.
1: I will reserve commentary until you finish initial. Okay. Discussion sounds good. But does that make sense? Yes. Okay. I'm with you. All right. Sounds good. Um, you have no
0: AL or NL. None of that matters. Ooh. You have four divisions based on geographical location. You have. The bottom four teams in the MLB would be relegated to the minor leagues. The top three teams in the minor leagues would enter the MLB based on the previous season's standings and records. Not with you. Okay.
1: Math-wise. Well, we'll, so we got 20 teams. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't like... Okay. Go ahead. Keep going.
0: We'll we'll get there. We'll, I'll, I'll, I'll spell it out. But t- these are just kind of baseline rules. Basically, you have four teams that are relegated and then top three, uh, and then your top three are coming up. Now the next four teams in the standings would play a four team single elimination tournament for the fourth promotion spot to major league baseball.
1: Ooh, cool.
0: Okay. And like I said, I'll go over some actual, like what happened based on where we were in the season or based on, on what the season ended up in 2016 for what 2017 would be shaped like. Um, each team in both leagues play 135 games, uh, a 135 game schedule. So, exactly what we were talking about earlier. Okay. MLB will play their uh, four division rivals 15 times each. The remaining 15 teams would be played five times each. In the minor leagues, those teams would play divisional rivals 20 times, and the remaining interdivision division teams would each be played 11 times. Cool. Playoffs would mostly be the same. Top 10 clubs play each other, seated 1 through 10. One wild card game would go to the eight. Uh, uh, basically, one wild card game would be to the field of eight teams, which we'll get into here in a minute. Okay. All right. So
1: those are our baseline ground rules. Any questions? So you're dropping a third of the – you're just going to drop the bottom third of teams. And, and That's like an initial move, right? Right. It's like, all right – if we were to do this, we're going to take the Orioles and the Blue Jays, probably the Rangers. Just like,
0: yep. Cut them out. I they hear. go to the minors. And then the, the best teams, the three best teams in the minors come up. And then the fourth spot is a single elimination tournament for that to to replace it. Interesting. And, and so ball so, clubs would move between the, the minors and the majors on a year to year basis.
1: If they move to the minors, there's going to be like quite a bit of revenue loss, and that team will never be the same.
0: Well, and again, you have to suspend what you kind of know about. Okay. But yeah, what sure. I'm saying, but like, isn't that enough incentive not to be bad? You have no salary cap in this league. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, th- <laughs> this really does discrim- Like, this really does uh, discourage tanking is really what happens here. So essentially, if you're going to be bad, you're not going to be in the majors in the following year. So it makes sense to try to field a good product. Now, it's not going to always work out. But ultimately, I mean, if you're really bad, like if you're the Tigers bad, where they won what we kept looking, we've looked at this several times. Didn't they like win like 50 games, 50 games last it was year? so bad. Like people didn't go to those games. No. So like, what, I mean, they may as well be a minor league team, you know? And so it, it increases competition from top to bottom. You're always going to have your big spenders. There's no way to get around that. But in this system, there's a pretty big discouragement of tanking
1: what are the four divisions
0: I'll get into that in just a second because that's going to depend on a year to year basis
1: Oh god that's much too complicated oh, for no. MLB management Oh no <laughs> oh whoa, oh
0: all this is far out of MLB's reach I'm just going to say that right now <laughs> Um all right, all right. So, so I want to kind of run over um one other thing about the model and that's really how I assigned winning percentages and how or how I I assigned like rankings I guess so Um, I basically use head-to-head results in these simulations. Uh, I basically use team-winning percentages against one another to determine number assignments. So, for example, um, if you have a situation in the season where the Yankees beat Boston two out of three times, right, New York has statistically a 66% winning uh, percentage there. You basically say, okay, take a, a random number draw, one out of 100, say 66 or lower, New York wins, 67 or higher, Boston wins, et cetera, et cetera. I'm with you. Okay. So that's just kind of what the the model's based on to be able to find what competition would actually look like. And that really only matters in one specific way. So we're going to use 2016 results, and we're going to put them into this model that we've talked about here and that we've constructed, and we're going to see what 2017 would look like. Okay. All right, so I essentially, remember, we have 20 teams. So we have 30 teams overall, 20, 20 teams in Major League Baseball. We've got to determine the the teams that get relegated and the ones that, that come up, right?
1: You're a madman.
0: I'm amazing at this. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I live for. All right, so I essentially took w- straight-up winning percentages from the 2016 season and got the 1 through 16 seats. That was done. That was easy. Because you basically you're taking the whole league and seeding it one through thirty based on their winning percentages. Okay. Okay. So you have essentially, um so tell you what, you have the twenty sixteen results right there. Uh do you have winning percentages? Could you rank can you list it by rank uh, rank it by winning percentages? I, I do
1: have winning percentages. Okay. All you right. Maybe you're one through sixteen there. One through 16. Yes. All right.
0: The Cubs. Mm-hmm. Do you need the number? Uh, I mean, yeah, that's fine. Number one is the Cubs.
1: Oh, no, you don't need the win the Oh, percentage.
0: no, it doesn't really matter because these are just oh, ranked okay, yeah. straight up based on the, the total pool of talent.
1: Okay, great. Yeah, so, wow, that's incredible. Now that I look at these numbers, <laughs> I don't, I really don't believe it. Uh, Chicago, they won the World Series. Correct. Um. The Nationals, mm-hmm. number two. The Rangers, number three. Mm-hmm. Were we sure about that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was the year uh, where the they in- kept
0: having all those fluky wins. Remember, they had like a negative run differential, but they had all those wins. Right. They were just very clutch. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, sorry. So
1: let me start it from the top. I'm just going to go all the way down yep. without any commentary. All right. Cubs, Nationals, Rangers, Indians, Red Sox, Dodgers, Blue Jays, Orioles, Mets, Giants, Tigers... Mariners, um, St. Louis, Cardinals. Wow, that took me a second.
0: I, dude, honestly, the same thing happened to me earlier. I just we shut them out of our brains. All right, go on. Right. Astros, Yankees, Royals. Perfect. That's exactly what I have. Those are secured spots going into the 2017 season. All those teams have already earned their way in. Great. All right. So that knocks a whole lot of teams off our list. So we have so I'm just gonna list the rest of them just so we kind of know where we are based on winning percentages. We have Miami. Pittsburgh, the White Sox, the Rockies, the Angels, the Brewers, the Phillies, the D-backs, the A's, the Braves, the Reds, the Padres, the Rays, and Minnesota.
1: Okay. Ooh, I thought we were going to talk well about Minnesota. What
0: happened? Uh, Went off the rails. It usually is
1: <laughs> All right. 2016 or so, four years ago. Pre-COVID. Ex- doesn't count. <laughs>
0: exactly. So we've got one through 16. What we really ultimately need to get to... Is who is going to be relegated to the minors? Who's going to be promoted to the majors? Who's going to win that fourth promotion spot to get promoted to the majors? And then we need to know who the minor teams are.
1: Okay. All right. With me so far. Awesome. I'm with you. I I have a question, but I don't think it enters into how this works right away.
0: Do you want to get it out now or do you want to wait?
1: I don't want to throw you, but I do want to ask it. Go ahead. What about the existing minor teams?
0: Well, so it would it, every essentially, everything would kind of move down a level, is probably what that would look like.
1: So they're in the sub majors, they're like, down in the sewers, in the toilet.
0: Right. You, again, you kind of have to suspend the reality of what we know things to look like right now.
1: Because I would love it if we relegated like the Padres to go be in the minors. Well, that's what I'm saying. Against, like,
0: bring up the sod poodles. Them. You know, like yeah. <laughs> you earned your way up. Like that's how it should work, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Are they just part of the part of the gang now? Yes,
0: like that's how this would work.
1: <laughs> cool. All right. I love it. So so the
0: randomness uh, or, or the, the insanity that this can breed is incredible. All right. So based on the twenty sixteen season, we have uh the Marlins are getting relegated, Pittsburgh's getting relegated, the White Sox are getting relegated, and Colorado's getting relegated. They're all going down to the the minors. They sucked in twenty sixteen. Twenty seventeen, they haven't earned the right to play in the majors. Okay. That stinks, first of all. First of all. All right. So then we've got to figure yeah, out.
1: Pittsburgh stinks. It's the truth.
0: I, I know, right? So we have those th- those four that are going to be relegated. The next four on the list by our winning percentages of where they're at. So we have the Angels, Milwaukee, and Philly are going up to the majors. Okay. And now we have a fourth spot that we have to contend with.
1: I like that those three teams make it up because
0: those are exciting teams right now. Agreed. Like that and in theory, if you're good enough, this shouldn't matter. So right. spend or you know, do what you what you have to. All right. So we have to do our four our head-to-head tournament between four teams. Okay. So essentially the way this is modeled is you have a shot to make the playoffs. Or, I'm sorry, to make the playoffs, to make the major leagues based on this this single elimination tournament, and you basically have to take the next four teams in line, which would be Arizona, Oakland, Atlanta, and Cincinnati.
1: Ooh, that's okay. so cool.
0: So you've got three teams only that are guaranteed to be going down, other than the ones that were dead last in the MLB the, the year before that. Okay. So really, there's not like... There's a lot at play here for a lot of teams, right? Right.
1: Yeah. Things matter. Mm-hmm. Things matter here. I, I'm getting sweaty palms just thinking about the Rangers getting relegated.
0: I'm telling you, <laughs> you'd be pissed. <laughs> I would, oh my God, I'd be so mad. All right. So, <laughs> all right, well, so <laughs> um, I put together the tournament to see what this would look like. And what we have is I went. I, the way I decided to do it was I just went down the line and the teams that were ahead of the next two teams, so 25 and 26, which would have been Oakland and Atlanta, are going to have home field advantage versus the next two on the list, which would be Cincinnati, or uh, Atlanta and Cincinnati. Uh, I figured that was fair. Home point, uh, home field, you have to get a little bit of an advantage in there, so I built an extra 5% just for a little bit of home field you know, okay. advantage in a tournament. Okay? Sure. Uh, but i Something had to basically sway this one way or the other. All right, so in the first round of the head-to-head tournament, who that determines the fourth spot in the final team number twenty in the Major League Baseball season of twenty seventeen. We start the tournament. We have Arizona versus Cincinnati. I'll always say Cincinnati now, just for the yeah yeah. Gotta gotta. Uh, I built in the extra five percent this. In the 2016 season, they were head to head. I took their head to head record, which was three and three, so they were fifty fifty against each other. So you had really a, did have
1: to add in the home field.
0: Well, and I, I was going to do that regardless because I felt like something had to kind of be a bit of a variable here to help. Um, and, and they've uh, they've earned that, obviously. So basically, you have a fifty five percent chance of Arizona winning this game, a forty five percent chance of Cincinnati winning. You randomly select a number one through a hundred. I selected the number 13, so Arizona won that category. Okay. Okay? The next uh, matchup we have in round one is
1: Oakland versus Atlanta. Okay. 2016 players. Both
0: were really not great. Um, (laughs) So there were no head-to-head record here just because it is interleague play. Um, So I basically used their interleague records for odds, So and I I gave I put like, you know, obviously Oakland was the only edge that Oakland had was that they had the 5% built in for the home field advantage. So essentially do what the poopy smell at home field. Exactly. If you don't know what that is, go look for it. It's great. Um, Oakland had a seven and 13 interleague play record. Atlanta had eight, uh, went eight and 12 in interleague play. So that sets the odds at 52, 52 or below Oakland wins 53 or higher. Atlanta wins. Uh, randomly generated number 96, Atlanta wins. Moving on to the final round for number 20 spot. You have Arizona versus the Braves. Pretty good. Their head-to-head yeah. record in 2016 uh, was 5-2 and two in favor of Arizona. That Arizona team was really good. That was when they still had uh, JT Martinez and all that.
1: And Paul Goldschmidt and Paul. Oh my God! Yeah, that team was
0: loaded with talent.
1: Forearms, I call him. Yeah, oh my God, we we never really got around to
0: measuring things in his forearm sizes, but that's something we should add to the list.
1: No, that was definitely on the list for this year, but we well, totally fucked now. Yeah, we didn't have a
0: season. All right, so a five and two record favoring Arizona that gives them a seventy one percent chance. We gro- we drew a random number. We drew forty eight. Arizona wins the tournament and gets the final spot in the twenty seventeen
1: season. This is cool. Yes. I, do you know how exciting this would be? This would be awesome. Everything would matter. The people who, there's not just like playoffs. There's like playoffs to get into the league next year. Right. Like there's, yeah, it's like a minor set of playoffs. Um, So you're, you asked
0: about the divisions. So in this scenario, going into the 2017 season, you'd have the MLB North, which would be Toronto, Detroit, Philly, Milwaukee, and Cleveland. You have the MLB Central, which would be Houston, uh, the Cubs, St. Louis, Texas and Kansas City. Okay, you'd have the MLB West, which would be the Giants, Seattle, the Angels, the Dodgers, and the Diamondbacks. That's much better competition for the the Dodgers, I think overall. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. and the MLB East would be the Yankees, the Mets, Baltimore, the Nationals,
1: and Boston. That's so cool. So, yeah, I guess it makes more sense now. With when you said the divisions would change, I was like, What are the fuck are you talking what? about? What? Yeah. And then, in um. the, and then in the minors,
0: you would have the uh, just an East and a West. You'd have Padres, Colorado, Oakland, the White Sox, Minnesota. And then you'd have an East, Atlanta, Cincinnati, uh, Pittsburgh, <laughs> Miami, Tampa Bay.
1: So it's really cool. It's really fun. I think if this had been going on for a long time before change was so impossible for us to overcome, we would have like baseball hooligans who are oh, like super God. pumped about Pittsburgh maybe making it up this year. Like, you know, Chelsea over in the EPL.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and you think about that though, and like it's it, like this can mean a significant revenue bump even if you manage to get in for a year. So it's it's within their best interest to try
1: to be good. Right. I think you would just see the same teams, right? You'd see these days, you'd see the Cubs, the Dodgers, <clears throat> the Red Sox, the Yankees. I guess that's probably not too dissimilar from other leagues that do relegation where it's like, yes, Manchester United is still in. Right. Exactly. Like
0: you're going to have your stalwarts that are probably almost always in. It's going to be your very on
1: ra- your do bears. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly keep it KBO team it is it is Um, they're they're 19 and 6 they're doing pretty good they're they're
0: not too bad how's your how are you how are your guys doing
1: oh it's incredible last I looked yeah I don't want to detract from this too much but KBO talk NC Dinos are 23 and 6 pretty good Tucson is 19 and 10 awesome that's the second place team so <laughs> nc dino is crushing we picked the right teams is, is what it seems like so we far. sure did i you did it based on historicals i did it based on names yes and
0: i like that strategy but,
1: just panned out this
0: time but yeah i i think relegation would be awesome if they could oh my god make that happen.
1: how much fun would that be
0: and just the fact that you wouldn't have the like, same matchups every year like you'd have the chance to have strange rivalries that you wouldn't normally have like Oakland's incredible, like kind of a perennial, like fringe team. They're kind of like uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, in a everybody's lot of a rival, right? They're kind of like Tampa Bay in a lot of ways. They're always kind of around to make a little bit of noise, but never really can get over the hump, kind of thing. And yeah, I, th- those teams matter. And like it just, I, I just, I find it absurd that teams like like the Padres have just
1: remained irrelevant for so long. I don't know. How, I don't understand that. I don't get it either. I I like the idea of forming new rivalries and mixing up the matchups. I will say that it might detract from the ability to f- form long-term rivalries. Like if the Yankees Red Sox rivalry didn't already exist, would something like that exist in this framework if it'd been going on for 50 years, you know? Probably Maybe so, but with the playoff picture being the same for some of those teams, but I
0: mean, I would definitely be making fun of Yankees fans for their team not being in the MLB, and they'd be making fun of me for the same thing if that were the case. So, I mean, oh man, how
1: good would that be if someone like the Yankees didn't make it into the MLB? That'd be so great! Be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> be fantastic! No, but
0: it's an interesting concept, and it's something that I was kind of brought to my attention a little while back, and I really started to kind of map out how I thought the best way to. Hammer it out would be and what's fair, and based on what they actually do. And like I was saying before, like the Astros, I feel like kind of convoluted the data past this kind of scenario, but that's okay. I I mean, it's
1: probably not worth going into a billion simulations anyway. But this is so cool. I'm glad you put the work in to make that happen because this is like super worth discussing. And God, if we were in charge, we'd probably mix things up maybe too much. Oh, oh, certainly. We could NC Dinos over here to play some games, like relegate one team upward.
0: International relegation now, there's an idea. Hmm. <laughs>
1: imagine, dongs, dongs.
0: imagine if you had some sort of agreement between like MLB, the Nippon League, and KB, you know, like an international, almost like FIFA kind of situation where you have like it a. Be- the corruption would be through the roof though. Oh, it'd be unbelievably fun though. Oh, it'd be great. I just think anything that's going to increase international competition would
1: probably be worth its while, but I doubt that anybody would see that. Totally off topic, but um, you mentioned FIFA, so I was thinking about international sports. I'm going to miss the Olympics. Those should be on right now, right? Or soon? July, I think, is when they were supposed oh, to be. God, I love the Olympics, and I don't care how corrupt it is. They're fun to watch. Oh, it's so corrupted. I I agree. I,
0: I've just never been an Olympics guy. I'm much
1: more of a summer Olympics guy. I like both of them equally I think but I like outside of the corruption and how shitty like the IOC is mm-hmm. and just like FIFA um watching young people who've like prepared their whole life to go compete at this Olympics is is really something else it's like truly what I think sports are about yeah um but we won't get that this year so it's super sad I think they're just pushing it back one year though right well they're going to Hope that we get a vaccine or something right. so that it'll happen next year, but we'll see. It's a good point.
0: I think we're all kind of in that boat right now. Some yeah, of us sorry, way to off topic, but sports related. At least. Yeah, but I know what you mean, and like I, I think the the idea here is and like discussing things like this and hammering it out is really it's our way of trying to think through what could make competition better. And you know, I just I hate to see teams do what the Marlins have done, where they just they had a, a roster full of talent that they weren't really sure how it was going to work, and they just burnt it all down for no reason. And I I, I understand the logic in that. I really do, because there is a, a, a method to the madness of starting young and just trying to draft well and build a young team as best you can and supplement it with stars. And that's really the best way to build a championship team. I just think that a lot of owners don't really see the need to spend a lot of money because they're not getting as much t- TV revenue, and they're not... You know, they're gonna get that money no matter what happens, really, at the end of the day, whether they spend or not. And that's sad to me.
1: I think it's super sad too. Yeah. No, I'm not I'm not about that tanking aspect.
0: It's easy for us to say, but I also don't feel like really wanna like I really don't feel like writing a four hundred million dollar check to Bryce Harper.
1: So I get it.
0: You know, I mean it's easy for us to say, but I I do think it's one of those things I, I guess I just don't really understand if you if you as an owner really value these franchises as an investment. Then why would you half-ass spend when, like, I'm not saying spending is always the answer because we've seen that blow up in faces too. But I mean, spend on basic things that make the player experience notable
1: and you know, like, basically make your your club a place that players want to be.
0: I, I just I don't yeah, understand that.
1: I think they're just banking on it appreciating over time, which it has historically done.
0: Absolutely, and that's great, but it sucks for the long term of the actual health of the sport. Yeah. Totally. I mean, it's only worth something for so long while eyes are on it. Other than that, like I, I just, I, we talked about this, at the, you know, more towards the top of the show, but I just, I, I can't get over the, the failed logic of not changing just because we've always done things the same way. I just, I think that's so stupid and crazy and narrow minded. And it's like, you're, while I understand, like it stinks to spend that kind of money, it, a rising tide sinks or uh, rises all boats. Like it really does. And, and, it's for the better of the sport. If you just invest in it a little bit more, you've already got a billion
1: dollars into it or whatever. Right. And the way I think about it is uh, saying that you're doing something just because that's the way it's always been done is like no shit. Historically, the worst reason to do a thing. Absolutely. Like, look at any bad thing that's happened in history. Like, well, it's just, it's just kind of how we've done it. You're like, shut up. Stop, <laughs> Stop it. with that stupid logic. It's dumb logic. It's no
0: logic. It's lazy thinking is what it is. Right. And it's comfort and familiarity. Right. And I understand that. Like, I don't, you know, like, and don't get me wrong. We talk on the show a lot about how we would change the game. And, you know, we we were just joking about how if we were in charge, we'd probably change too much. But honestly, I probably like I it, in, change has to come incrementally and you have to get people used to it. But just sitting on your hands and not doing it because it's easier is ridiculous. Right. That's a, that's the easy game. Just waiting. Right. And I just you know, and now we get to times like this where it's like I, I just I keep going back to the NBA because I look at the difference in how the owners of the NBA handled it. Did they all handle it perfectly? No. But you know what? Like most of them understood that it's an investment that we don't always all make money on. And sometimes we're going to take a loss and we're going to do the best as a league we can to get back to business and try to make this thing go again and make as much money as we can because at the end of the day
1: it's an entertainment product but it's it's an investment for these guys totally yeah you're you're a business owner you are giving a lot of people jobs right so it's an interesting
0: thought exercise for sure we'll do more of this if, if the listeners like it I think it's, it's yeah. worth hammering through thought provoking
1: yeah and insightful I never thought
0: know. all those college statistics things would come in handy but here we are <laughs> Not that they don't for other reasons. All right, well, we're going to get out of here. Hopefully, we said this last week, and Ben Baseball was not back, but I'm hoping he'll be back with us this coming week. No more internet issues for Ben Baseball, hopefully. So we want to remind everybody to check out our website, that's sensiblyloud.com. Make sure to follow us on social media, at Sensibly Loud Media on Facebook, at sensiblyloud on Instagram and on Twitter. We also want to thank everyone for tuning in for episode 112 of the Outfielder Podcast. We'd like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with a sharp eye to keep the runners close. Ground crew, please keep patrolling that outfield. Big ups to Kevin Towers. Don't text and drive. We'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast.